Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. And today we have an esteemed panelist. Uh, she has been on before, but it's phenomenal. Uh, I always take my pen out. I advise you to do the same thing right now. Uh, get ready for some incredible information from uh, Lisa Gavin. She is a CBI vice president of We Build Your Credit. Uh, today we're going to be talking about repairing business credit post-COVID-19. And that seems like it's a little bit of a distance off, but it's changing every day. And we see people going back into business and people uh, taking off their masks, not necessarily what we should be doing all the time, but we're seeing more activity out there. So very uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to Lisa, to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you today? Great, great. So what do you have to tell us about repairing our business credit uh, post-COVID-19? I'm going to shift you just a little bit. Okay from more so thinking about repairing Mm -hmm. business credit to establishing business credit. Okay. Yes. Because, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of people aren't quite at the point that they've really developed enough business credit to repair. Right. So it's probably better to back up a little bit and start conceptualizing, (laughs) you know, what it would be like to have a business built capital for that business so, and have that business be able to stand alone in terms of credit. Yeah, so you can't fix what's broken if you don't have anything to break, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, we're not putting a bull in the china shop. Right. We're just <laughs> we're starting from scratch to talk about how that happens because there's a lot of misunderstanding, ignorance, misconception uh, about the relationship between personal credit and business credit and how you make that shift. So we can spend a little time dispelling some myths and, and helping everyone understand how that works. Okay, great. That sounds perfect. Yeah, why don't okay. you lead us down this road? Uh, so establishing business sure. credit. How, you know, I, I started my business, so what do I do to establish the business credit? And it probably should be before I even start a business, right? Well, what you want to do before you start a business mm-hmm. is really, it still goes back to personal credit okay. to a good degree because it's much easier to get funding for the business when the business is new if the person who established the business or a partner of that business has good personal credit. Because when you first start the business, they're not going to be comfortable. They, the banks, aren't going to be comfortable giving money to a business that is not established, especially with the toll that businesses have taken because of covid you know, and, and some of the times that we're in right now. So it starts with working to build your personal credit. We've talked about that before, so I'm not going to go into a whole dissertation, which I could, <laughs> about working on personal credit. But I think what's important here is understanding that, yes, the personal does impact the business a lot of times because you may need to be a guarantor. That's the person that backs the business. And so how that works when you're the guarantor is they're going to look at you personally, but when they issue the credit to the business, it's going to be in the name of the business. Go up on your personal credit report. 
So that's the first important principle is the difference in, you know, being a guarantor who's able to uh, be the front person for the business. Mm -hmm. They're still going to look at you. But when the credit gets issued or approved, they're going to put it in the name of the business. So that's the first important uh, distinction, I think, that we need to help people understand the relationship between the personal credit and the business credit. Yeah, and do you, do you need perfect credit to start a business, or how how good should your credit be? I always see those meters, you know, with the red, mm-hmm. the yellow, the green, and uh, you know, and it, well, mm-hmm, go ahead. The, the interesting part about this is it's 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 complicated. So I'm going to try to simplify it, right? Okay. So ideally, you want to be 680 and above when you're looking mm-hmm. to establish business credit. However, there are lenders out there that will issue credit just to the business without looking at the guarantor. But the problem is nobody's going to give big money in that scenario. So a lot of times people expect to start out and, okay, I'm going to walk in the bank and get 30,000. No, no, you're not just on the business. No, no, you're not. (laughs) You're going to have to build that business to the point where the business can stand alone and they don't have to look at a personal guarantor. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And, you know, and, and when you were saying that, I was just thinking that it might be even more risky for you personally if you take a small amount of money and it underestimates what you need to start the business. Well, that that's why a lot of businesses fail because they don't have capital. Right. So okay. with that being said, how do you then start establishing business credit? Once you formalize the business, which means it should be incorporated, should be listed with the Secretary of State, right, mm-hmm. so that the Illinois knows that you have a business. It should have its own tax ID number, EIN or 10, right, that separates it as its own entity. So once you have that, then you go and you can open up an account, a bank account, for the business. Now the business has an identity, Okay. The business should also have its own telephone number. Even if you have to get a cell phone that you put in that business's name using that tax ID number, now you have established a phone that is connected to the business. The business has an identity, and then you start small building credit. You get a Staples account maybe. You know, mm-hmm. you may get a Sam's Club account to start ordering supplies, small things for the business. Those things start to build credit for the business. Uh So just have the expectation that you have to start small if you're looking at establishing credit just simply in the business's name. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So so um, does that include, you know, accounts for, you know, things that you may be requiring in the business? So, you know, Staples and Sam's Club, they may be, you know, certain things that you need. Um, Right. Uh, but, you know, does that include things like, um, let's say that I make widgets and, you know, I need a, a punch press for making the widgets. Does that include that mm-hmm. kind of thing, too? Well, it extends to equipment because okay. those things are a little more intuitive okay. uh, for a lender. Okay, they're running this type of business. They're going to need this type of equipment. Okay. But if at least you start with building those smaller lines, oh, there are mm-hmm. business credit reporting agencies that can see that, that, that you have that relationship. For exa- example, just like Experian, the credit bureau has a personal credit report. They also have business credit reports. And so if you get those types of accounts, that information will start to hit that report. And so when you get to the point you need equipment and bigger things, those things are secured. 
mm-hmm. right? Those are secured loans, meaning that if you stop paying for that equipment, they're going to come get it. <laughs> so okay. it's a little easier to get those types of loans. Same thing with a, a lease for a vehicle ah, yeah. in your that business. Similar, similarly, those are secured. There's something they can come get if you don't do right. But those are the ways that you start to build those relationships. And then eventually somebody will trust giving you some real money, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't come out the gate. That makes a lot of sense. You know, and as, as you were saying that, I was thinking about, you know, um, you know, when you're setting yourself up in business, you have to make sure that you are, um, you know, uh, paying these things off too. So if I get a Staples account or a sandwich yes. club that, you know, before I get that double decker sandwich, or, you know, try to like a, a slice <laughs> of bread and pay them first. <laughs> yeah. You know, do single before you go for a double or a triple, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So once I get to that point, then what's my next step? You know, it, it sounds good that I understand what you're saying, how to establish this mm-hmm. and making sure that you have a business uh, because a business is a person, right, um, in legal terms. Uh, it, it's, it's its own entity its own if entity. you structure it in that way. Right. So so, so what's the next step? I mean, uh, now that, that I have this set up, uh, we were talking about establishing uh, business credit. You know, the next step would be going to look at things like, uh, the equipment, the vehicle leases, those kinds of things. Yeah, that's part yes. of the business. You're, you're looking at all of those additional things that you need that building some type of credit to acquire makes sense. Because what a, a business owner doesn't want to do is to go in with no capital and they're draining every drop of cash, every penny, any loans that they can personal loan they can get. You don't want to go into it draining yourself in that way. So you want to just start planning. And, and in fact, it, it's good to actually start your business way before you actually do business. Mm-hmm. Incorporate your business. Go ahead and get the structure down. As you're planning, that, biz- that business starts to age. And where that's good is that at some point, when you want to open the doors to bigger money, most lenders like to see your business at two years old. Well, you know, if you incorporated it now, it would be two years old. Ah, got it. So you get- know, so you start that part early, and while you start the business, get back to working or keep working on your personal credit because it's going to be necessary <laughs> at some of those junctures. Okay, so so at least two years old, and um, as you were saying, there, I was thinking, so the next thing is, is there a difference between the for-profit and not-for-profit uh, structures? Because I, and some businesses start now, yeah. we have a lot of community-based mm-hmm. organizations and other things that are out there that are taking, uh, you know, federal grants or state grants or they're, yeah. you know, they're taking money from different sources or foundations. So mm-hmm. is there is there a difference how, how you can actually apply for these things? Because if I have a not-for-profit, that's going to be different, I guess, than for a pro- for-profit? Yes. Well, the, 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 the difficulty that I see with not-for-profits mm-hmm. is that it's sometimes more difficult to get funding, as in bank loan mm-hmm. funding, mm-hmm. because, let's face it, banks like making money. Okay. <laughs> so so, yeah, so. <laughs> a, a non-for-profit, by nature right. of its name, does not sound as sexy. That's <laughs> right. That business. makes sense. That means you can't pay me back, too, because you're not, you're not worried about making money. Okay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So not right. saying that it can't be done. I'm not saying oh, that. Right. I'm just saying uh, most smart structures have a both for-profit and not-for-profit component to it. 
work together. That, because that it's easier to get funding on the for-profit side, and mm-hmm. then they can contribute X amount of dollars from what they earn to the not-for-profit to support the not-for-profit and allow the not-for-profit to get grants and do fundraising and partner, do you know, um, partnerships with other institutions, maybe share grants and things like that. Oh, I see. And be able to collect donations and things like that. So the banks is looking at, well, hey, go out and get your donations. <laughs> go out okay. and get your grants. <laughs> go ahead and do whatever. But I don't know if I definitely <laughs> want to invest in your quote-unquote dream. A little, little difficult if you just understand. I, I'm making light of it, but I, I just I like to put things in a way that people understand yes. how the other side thinks. Yeah, that that's that's just so that's crystal clear. <laughs> it's like you can't make any, you don't want to make money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're not poor getting a profit like I am. So right. Yeah. And then that that also speaks to you know they're investing in your uh, progress too. So if you yes. go from uh, you know the uh, you know putting a little bit of a computer together in your garage to you know, Microsoft, then <laughs> it's like, this is the person we want to work with, right? <laughs> yes. You know, so the the thing is that not-for-profits are labors of love. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, yeah. It, you really should be very savvy, more, less on the banking side and more on the, you know, partnership side and the grant side when you okay. go not-for-profit. Not saying that you can't get money for it, not-for-profit, but usually they want to see it established and, and successful. That makes a lot of sense to me. And how does the foundation fit into that picture? Is, is that more on the for-profit yeah. side, or I'm not sure how they work? Most, uh, more, more so on the not-for-profit side, because okay. the foundations take in money to support different missions. So okay. the, mm-hmm. the uh, a foundation is usually going to be not-for-profit. Um, in fact, in, in my other life, when I had a career before this career, um, I was a director at a university. I managed mm-hmm. all of their fundraising. But the money went into the not-for-profit mm. and the, found, the foundation, which was the not-for-profit arm, that administered scholarships and other things like that. So the foundation typically is going to be the not-for-profit that is able to take in all of that money, the different donations. From the university side, my job was to generate that money coming in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But the money <laughs> okay. went into the not-for-profit, which I also had to help run. So Right. Oh, fantastic. Wow. So that's a, a great deal of information you just gave. You know, uh, bef- before we go on, I wanted you to give uh, any kind of website, phone number, some, something that, you know, people can reach out to if they have further questions um, about this. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I-, I have two websites. One is webuildyourcredit.com. Mm-hmm. And we build your credit is where we kind of individually work with people to consult and help them build and develop. And the telephone number that belongs to that is 312-971-1357. 312-971-1357. Our other company is Next Level Credit. Dot com. That's our educational arm. So, you know, we're looking to do more seminars and workshops. I'm about to um, upload an ebook that I've written, a, a workbook, and uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> actually getting advanced on myself because it's not up yet, but the site is up, nextlevelcredit.com. And so we have video memberships and other things to help educate people about credit. So. Oh, boy, because, uh, yeah, that, that sounds like something I will be re- reading as soon as that book comes out, because I really do enjoy what you say. Um, you know, on the prior shows, you really just, um, 
at least gave, educated me in a lot of things I didn't know that were out there. And for the, oh, those well, people who wanted to go into business, it's, it's the education is the key. And there was one yes. th- one thing that, um, and I usually don't say this, but, you know, there was one thing that <laughs> Donald Trump said a long time ago. That's the only thing I ever made co- sense of. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, he said he was, uh, you know, in a, a store one time and, and, and this one person walked up to him and said, should I buy this book from, you know, one of these big, pe- the, one of the people who was educating on finance and all that. And he said, mm-hmm. he said, uh, he said, I didn't even really want to answer, answer the question, but I said, yes. And, uh, and the thing I told him was, he said, you know, if you don't buy the book, you're going to lose more money. Um, even donald trump values a little education that is absolutely fascinating (laughs) as well we all should to be very honest yeah so 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 the next step is you know so now i have my business going i've applied for you know the credit and all that you know what's what's the likelihood i've heard some stories before that if you were going and it depends on the kind of business you're going and the type of business um, mm-hmm. you, you know, whether you uh, like if you're going into a restaurant business, I've heard that lenders hate those because their failure rate is so high. Um, yes. But yes. So. So, you know, are there certain businesses that are better than others for people to consider as they're searching? Well, that's a tough question. And probably we don't probably have enough time to fully answer that. OK, but. Well, we can, you can always say, come back. We're going to have you back. Yeah, so. I'm, <laughs> me. I'm good for coming back. Uh, but what I will say is that. Cash and carry businesses, lenders don't like those, okay. you know, barber mm-hmm. shops and salons and that kind of stuff because it's too much opportunity for you to pocket cash. So ah, if yeah, you yeah. want to be respected by lenders, you have to put the deposit in the bank. So you may be able to break open with the bank that you have the relationship with if you make your deposit into your business bank account to track that you are making the income. Mm-hmm. So that's the, a big mistake that we make because we think, oh, we don't want people tracking us. Well, if you want money, you got to show money. It, it, that's just how it works. So beyond what industry you're in, make sure that you're showing the income okay. through what's getting deposited into the bank. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, we're running out of time very short. I, I, every time I look up, I, every time I speak to you, it feels like I don't have enough time to talk to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why so. I always come <laughs> we have to have you back again and again. <laughs> so, you know, just give your uh, websites again. And then, um, sure. and you know, maybe next time, one of the topics that I was going to go into, I know it's not enough time now, but, you know, the idea of collateral, if that's needed and, and those kinds of things. Oh, absolutely. I would love to talk about that. Okay. So uh, mm-hmm. webuildyourcredit.com. So just we do exactly what we say. Webuildyourcredit.com. And then the telephone number is 312 one three five seven, mm-hmm. and then the other site is the educational site, Next Level Credit. But that site is still growing. Nextlevelcredit.com. Next Level Credit. And again, I'm looking for that book. I'm going to have to read that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much, Lisa Gavin, uh, CBI Vice President of We Build Your Credit. So I'm uh, really glad to have you on. You always educate us and give us some great information to go back with and uh, face our lives. So please, please, please stay with us. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit AmericasHG.org.